So what you want to avoid is like, hey, I have to work a shitty ass job to have a lifestyle that I may not even like. Now, what's really important is like, let me actually figure out what lifestyle really matters to me. And then how much income do I need to be generating to live that life? What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, the hot chocolate, aka Rabbi Can't Lose, aka Noah Kagan. There's a movement called FIRE, which stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. The idea is how can you limit your expenses, maximize your money so you can retire as early as you want. In this episode, I'm going to share three unique stories of very different people and the exact tactics they use to retire early. This includes the 25X rule, living like a monk, and creating your own luck. Enjoy those three things, plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. If you're starting a company, or you've been wanting to start a company, or if you need tools to run your online business, check out AppSumo.com. I know y'all already know about it, but if you don't, go to AppSumo.com and sign up for the newsletter. It is a great way, also, if you don't want to spend any money, to just find out about the latest and greatest tools that people are using online. That's AppSumo.com. Also, a special pre-show shout out to listener Hotel Arizona. I thought it was Hotel California. They left a review saying, Noah is killing it. I, I try to birth it, no killing, and helping me with a number of areas of work and life at the same time. Thank you so much, homie. I love you and every other one of you gorgeous listeners. If you want to shout out in a future episode, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. I check every single one of them. That is a wrap. I hope you loved the episode as much as we did making it for you. Subscribe to my newsletter. That is sendfox.com slash Noah. George, who is our intern, is forcing you to do it. If you don't do it, he's going to come and find you and just say, hey, go to sendfox.com slash Noah and sign up. Next, text a friend you love him. Yo, dog, let's go start a campfire together. Before you go, tweet at me at Noah Kagan or Instagram at Noah Kagan. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Also, I'm trying out this TikTok thing, tiktok.com slash at Noah Kagan. Check it out. I don't know if anyone's even doing this anymore, but I'm going to be playing around with it for this year. I know a lot of you are in a day job you probably don't even like. Or you have a job, but you want some side hustle money for those oat milk lattes that you love to splurge on. Now, there's a thing called FIRE movement. Maybe you heard of it. It's financial independence, retire early. Now, the idea here is how do you limit your expenses and maximize your money so you can retire early? I'm going to share three unique stories and their exact tactics. So if you're interested in retiring early, you can copy these people. Let's dive in. Story number uno, how Courtney and Stephen Adcock retired with their boring jobs. So let me give you some quick background before I tell you their exact tactics. Steve was making about $125,000 a year as an IT consultant, and his wife, Courtney, was making about $110,000 a year as a systems engineer. And I got to do a quick timeout. That is a lot of buckaroos wherever you are in the world. That's almost a quarter million bucks. Uh, so that's not necessarily as relatable uh, as many other people are going to talk about. Before getting started on their fire journey, they had an expensive house in the suburbs, a convertible Corvette, a brand new Cadillac, a Yamaha sport bike. It sounds like the price is right. And they liked these toys and they spent a lot. I bet you they also made really great margaritas. However, in 2014, they really decided that they didn't want to spend their whole lives working just to pay for these toys. They read a book called The Millionaire Next Door. And that book talked about how most millionaires, this is what I love, got rich doing boring things. So what's boring? You live frugally, you save a lot, and then you have the choice to decide how you actually want to spend your time. So how do they transition from a traditional life to being able to do whatever the hell they want? So a few ways. They kept their high paying, boring jobs. They cut all their costs. And they saved or invested over 70% of their income. Now think about for yourself, how much did you save last month of your income? So it might be a good thing just to start paying attention to. Now they figured they needed to save around $900,000 to retire if they kept their lifestyle minimal. That may sound like a lot to you, but let me break this down. A lot of people in this FIRE movement use the 25X rule. Now you can retire with 25X or whatever you plan on spending on an annual basis. Meaning whenever you retire, it's probably about 25 years of spending that money. Now the Adcocks figured they would be happy living a simple life on a $36,000 a year budget. $36,000 a year may sound like a lot or a little, but it really goes quickly. If you have $1,000 a month for rent, $1,000 a month for food, now Netflix and all these other things are like pecking away at it. So you have to be mindful about that. Here's how they were able to save a lot of money. They sold their house and bought an Airstream for $42,000 cash. And then they moved into the Airstream and traveled around the US while still saving up. So one, 
I don't know if living in the Airstream sounds just as cool as having the house with all the bunch of toys. Maybe they could have just had both. And so I think the thing that you have to decide for yourself and what I recommend is create the fantasy story of your life. What would be the dream? And maybe you could actually live that a lot sooner than you think. A few of the things that they were able to do is they saved 70% of their combined income into 401ks, uh, which is retirement, Roth IRAs, retirement, a brokerage account, and a savings account. A few things that, that are extreme, but if you want to retire early and be able to have flexibility in your life is that they cut their restaurant budget to $50 a month. Now, just get this. like If you go to In-N-Out or McDonald's, that's about 10 bucks per purchase. So that means five restaurants a month. They got rid of every single one of their subscriptions, and they tracked all of their grocery expenses. So I think what's really powerful about how they've approached it is that there's no right or wrong way to live your life. If you have a goal and you organize and pay attention to it, you can have whatever you want in this lifetime. So how old were they when they retired and how much did they have? So they had really good salaries and they were saving really aggressively. So they were able to retire within three years. He was 35 and she was 33. And they ended up retiring with $870,000 of income. I don't know if you're thinking about this. What I'm thinking about is these people had a quarter million dollars a year. So it's easier for them to retire sooner. I actually don't believe it. I think you can retire with $50,000 a year, which is only $4,000 a month. That's really attainable no matter where you are in the world. Yes, you can actually live a very affordable life in different places and have a great life. But secondly, the mindset that might actually be interesting if you want to make more money is what do I need to do to earn a quarter million dollars or more a year? It's possible. But think about the opportunity necessarily than just trying to reduce. I got to be honest with you guys. For the past three-ish years, I haven't really worked. I've been podcasting. I've been YouTubing. I've been kind of just hanging out. And while people have been running AppSumo.com. And honestly, in the past two months since I started working back at AppSumo.com, it's been great. Being back at AppSumo and helping out the company and being more involved day to day I feel significant purpose. So what I want to give you a word of warning is that if you're thinking, I'm going to retire, I'm going to get rich, I want a Bentley, I want a Roly, whatever you want to get, that's fine. But just go and try to figure out how do I do things that give myself meaning? Maybe it's in volunteering. Maybe it's like me. I get to promote videos and products through AppSumo.com. So find the thing that gives you purpose. And that is what you should be thinking about. Not let me get all this money so I can just sit at home all day. So what is their retired life like? In 2019, they bought over six acres of land in Pierce, Arizona for 72000 They built a house that's pretty much off the grid uh, with a $20,000 investment. It has their own septic tank, their own water well. It practically means they have no expenses except $144 a month in property taxes. Now, what's amazing as well, at that same time, their net worth has grown from 870K to 1.2 million because of the appreciation of their stock. Now, I will tell you personally, living off the grid in a tiny ass house in the middle of nowhere does not sound appealing. I'd rather have the Cadillac and the other cool cars and the pool with a walkable distance to the grocery store and maybe to like the bike track. At the end of the day, though, what's beautiful about with them is just one example of how someone can do it, which is make good salary, cut a lot of your costs and live a lifestyle that you actually want to be living. I think what's interesting is no matter what category of things you're working in, whether you're a systems engineer or you're an IT person or you're playing chess or whatever it is, you can make a lot of money doing the thing you enjoy. If it is art, you can be a wealthy artist. If it is an author, you can do writing. Or if you like being outdoors, the guy who helps with my pool, he was a banker in New York. Now he makes more money working on pools in Austin, Texas. Uh, a few of the things that these people do to be financially independent, retire early, is they use the 4% rule. You guys have heard about it. You can probably see it in one of these other videos, but the, the simple idea about it is that use 4% of your total savings every year of your spending. There's debates whether this works or not. I don't think of it that way. I think, how much do I actually want to spend a year? And I like the 25X rule much better. So what do they do all day as retirees? So like, you've got all the money. Now you live off the grid. You can do whatever the hell you want. And I really appreciate that Tim Ferriss from the 4-Hour Workweek actually had a whole section in his book, which is when you could do whatever you want, what do you actually do all day? So we're going to highlight a few of the things uh, that they're doing now as retirees. They make YouTube videos, they do home improvement projects, they're traveling in their Airstream, they have happy hours, I told you, they make margaritas, uh, they visit breweries, Steve likes to blog about marketing, financial independence. So 
what I'm curious for you is that what is your dream week look like? And then maybe start thinking, how can I do those kind of weeks sooner? I think that's what's really inspiring about what these people have done is that this sounds like what they want to be doing. For me personally, the house sounds pretty cool with the cars and the pool and the access to the tennis courts or however they were living. But if that comes at the cost of, hey, I hate my life, maybe it's not worth it. So it seems like everyone who does this retire early thing loves to make YouTube videos about it or blogging about it and then ending up selling courses or making revenue from that. Kind of meta and strange. So my biggest observation about this is that how do you not feel powerless? So if you have a job that sucks and you're conditional living, conditional living is like, when this happens, I'll finally be happy. I'll change jobs when. I'll do something else when. Reconsider what seed can you plant right now, this instant, post something for sale, start a YouTube channel, ask one friend to get paid to clean their lawn, or just do something for that friend on their to-do list. You don't need to be making as much money as them to really start living your life now. What's fascinating about this example is I think there's generational differences. So my parents' generation would work forever, do the savings, but then keep working because I think that's what they were supposed to do. I think what's interesting about what Courtney and Steve did is they said, hey, if we actually keep this high-paying salary, cut everything, we can actually start living a lot sooner. So one question to think about is, should you keep your shitty day job just to make a bunch of money and then and cut all your expenses so you can get the hell out of it? Personally, I don't really like it. I'm thinking, how do you create a day job that you're like, yo, I can do this for the next hundreds of years? There's not a right or wrong answer. Try them both out. One book that I recommend about this specific topic is Die With Zero. And so the overall concept is that if we're gonna eventually die, how do we actually enjoy our lives and the money we're making right now? All right, story number dose, how our video editor plans to retire with $10 million by age 35. Let me give you a backstory. Two months ago, I was talking to our video editor from this channel who wants to remain anonymous. He was early into crypto and has an awesome day job, also while helping this channel do three videos every single week. Now, he told our team he was about to be very rich. So I asked him, I said, hey, you're gonna quit working for us and doing the three video edits, right? He's like, he said, nah, man, I love working on this YouTube channel. I love my day job. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's what everyone should be doing. Now, he's 31 years old today and he plans to retire from his day job within the next three to four years, meaning he can work on whatever he wants. Quick warning about, wow, it sounds like this guy got rich and he's really young. It wasn't. He was actually unemployed and applied to over 100 companies just a few years ago. Now, this is a story a lot of us can relate to. So nothing was given to him. So how did he actually get it and how can we learn from him? First off, he lived like a monk. He was frugal. So he, H, still with his millions of dollars, actually moved back in with his family during the pandemic. Secondly, invest in asymmetrical bets with asymmetrical payoffs. Now, I had to Google this word because I always hear smart people saying it, but basically it's like you put in, you want to put in a little and have potentially get out a lot. That is an asymmetrical bet. Basically, crypto. So this has been the biggest game changer for him. He has 55x his savings from crypto. You heard me correct, 55x. That means if he put in 100, he got $5,500 out. Now, the big thing for him, and this is, I can't use the F word because my mom watches this, but buy the effing dip. So when Ethereum was dropping to $90 and Bitcoin was to $3,000, he actually took a $30,000 loan and put it against some of these major cryptos. And we've talked about this in other videos called 10 Bangers. Uh, you can check out maybe my crypto below or over on the side. Uh, that takes a lot of massive cojones. When things are good, it's obvious. Uh, but when things are dipping, it takes a lot more risk in it. A few of the things with crypto that he did is that you put your crypto to work. So you can use a site like BlockFi.com or you can do staking. You can do that through Coinbase or staked.us. And he actually got a yield over time in his crypto. Another thing he did, and you can do in crypto or frankly in any of your investments is dollar cost averaging. Uh, so what that means basically is that you take a certain amount of money, let's say it's $10,000 a year, and each month you're going to put in $800. So whatever price the stock is or the crypto is, you're always buying $800 over it. So dollar cost averages over time. Number three, he earns extra money with a side hustle. So even though he has a great job, even though his savings are doing well, he still keeps a side hustle. Now, at the start of the pandemic, he had extra hours of time because he didn't have to commute every day. That's really interesting. So he started working with us on this channel and the rest is history. 
Now, over the course of his career, he has always actually had side hustles, no matter what. Filming and editing weddings, commercials, photographies, design, bar mitzvahs, consulting. Kidding about bar mitzvahs, but maybe in the future. So for me, I actually like thinking of side hustles as experiments. Now, my day job is working at AppSumo.com, but making YouTube videos and promoting awesome things through this channel is my side hustle experiment. And what I love about it is that it's really low risk, high learned, potentially high yield experiences that I can actually incorporate into my main business or even get new opportunities to use in the future. So next up in terms of his ability to be able to retire early is he created luck. I personally believe the best way to create luck is to work harder and smarter. And for him specifically, it was that he didn't stay at one job for too long. And for me, my own career was Intel to Facebook to Mint to Gambit to finally eventually being able to do AppSumo. Now, when you're trying to create your own luck specifically with changing companies or doing your own companies, is you really not be doing lateral moves, you be doing diagonal moves. So how am I moving up this ladder of value in my own career and income? And lastly, say this is similar to the earlier stories we heard today. So 70% of his income goes into savings or investments. Uh, so first off, he has an emergency savings fund. Now, for, I'll just share my personal stuff. I keep 12 months of cash to live. So if AppSumo, God willing, goes somewhere or the internet turns off, I have 12 months to get a job at McDonald's or figure out my next opportunity. I have friends that have one month. I have friends that have longer. Figure out your own emergency savings fund. Next up, he does leveraged tax advantage accounts. So there's Roth IRA, or if you have an individual business in America, you can do a SEP IRA. And lastly, he maxes out his employer matching retirement accounts. So if your employer, like we do at AppSumo.com, matches your 401k, meaning that if you put in 3%, they'll put in 3%. That's literally free money for your retirement. So quick thing on retirement. When I was 21, got my first job at Intel. I thought, man, I'm never going to live past 30. That's like so old. That's like far off. But I thought, let me put some money into some Vanguard funds right now. And that money really did well from 21 to 30. And so my point here is that time goes very fast. And compound stuff, like you've heard from a lot of these different stories online, works in your favor. So what I recommend for you is that if you can plant seeds in your investing, in your savings, in your wealth creation today, those rewards are going to happen a lot sooner than you imagine. Age happens fast. So when does he plan to retire? Now, H wants $400,000 a year to live. In our previous story, they wanted 36000 So I like the way that he is living. Now, we're going to take the rule of 25 again. So 25 times the 400000 is that he needs to have a net worth of $10 million. And his plan is to hit that in the next three to four years. I'm going to put a little booyaka shot on that. Now, that is the power of asymmetrical bets. And you might be thinking, crypto's already over. Everything's already done. That's what they say every year, people. There's always stuff out there. You just have to have your mind open and be on the lookout. Now, what is his plan once he actually retires? So I love this. H doesn't actually like the word retire. I think it's a bad word. Same with settling. He actually prefers framing it as having unlimited options. God damn, that's sweet. It sounds like some honey put in a little nice warm tea. So when he has his unlimited options, he actually wants to keep working on his purpose. Man, this is great. His purpose is to work on projects that help increase economic freedom for the people in the world and bring this awareness to millions, which he's already achieved this, but wants to do a crap ton more. So a few of the things that he's really excited to do when he has unlimited options, aka retire, he wants to start a family and take care of his parents and brother, maybe even come have some parties with Uncle Noah. He wants to donate and volunteer to awesome people and projects, spend more time on music, and he wants to have fun investing in real estate. So can I tell you why I love H's approach? One, he's not skimming lattes and having to cut everything to actually be able to retire early. I'm like, yo, why should I have it suck now? So maybe in 10 years, it's actually great. He's actually getting both. Awesome life now, awesome life later. And lastly, I think what he did really well is he took his skills that he's amazing at, and that is how he's actually able to generate wealth. If you are great at writing, if you're great at photography, if you're great at marketing, find the thing that you're actually great at and really dive into that. I will tell you for myself, I took a step out of AppSumo to do a lot of YouTube, to do a lot of content creation, and I missed the idea of actually running an internet company and being a part of startups and tech. 
And that lately, I will say, is something I'm really thriving in and really enjoying. So what is that for you? All right, story number three. How my buddy Nick Gray, shout out Nick Gray, retired by building a business and accidentally selling it. So I met Nick Gray in 2004 when I was a cubicle monkey at Intel. Uh, We met through his blog, nickgray.net, because he went to Thailand and I was like, yo, man, I want to go to Thailand. And we've been internet and one of my closest friends ever since then. So the story about Nick is really a little bit different because he never planned to retire early. In 2011, actually, he started a side project and I went on one of these where he gave underground rogue museum tours because honestly, he just really loved doing it. Uh, He started doing it at the Met in New York and his friends loved it so much. He was like, wow, maybe I could actually turn this into a business. And that business became museumhack.com, basically rogue museum tours all over the States. Now, one thing I have to highlight about this example is people talk about how do I know when you have product market fit? And I think Museum Hack is a great example of that. People are asking to give him money and go on these experiences. So if you've created a service business like this, maybe it's a clothing company, maybe it's a digital company, maybe it's a food product, look for the actual product. If you're like, yo, I want more of this, which is exactly what he had. Now, in under a few years, he was able to grow the business to 65 employees and almost $3 million in revenue. Now, what's crazy about the story is that the people he hired as staff eventually rose up to become CEO and COO of his company. Now, they came to him one day and they said, Mr. Nick, I'd like to buy your business. And he was like, wasn't really planning on selling the business, but they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And they actually took over from the company and he was able to get a few million dollars for the company he started a few years before. I think the beautiful story about Nick and why he's one of my favorite friends is he was doing this just for fun regardless. And because he turned into a business, he was able to actually create wealth doing something he enjoyed and was able to even sell it to let other people who actually want to run it, which he didn't want to do. So everyone's winning in this situation. Plus people like me and you got to go to an awesome museum tour. So we did get to ask Nick recently, what's it like being retired? And he said he is loving it. He's been able to focus on areas of his life he didn't get to do as much of when he was so focused on the company, like dating, he's single ladies, his health, meeting cool people, traveling, exploring, and anything he's really curious about. Nick is one of the most creative, fun friends I have. And so it's been amazing and exciting to see him do this retired life. He wants us to plug his newsletter, nickgray.net. That's what he's doing in his free time. Instagram.com slash nickgraynews to follow him on his journey and like his shit. Now, a lot of people aspire to be really rich. A lot of people aspire to retire early. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. What I've observed with a few of my friends, including myself, who ended up making some money and they don't have anything to do anymore, they lost their purpose in life. Yeah, that sounds really horrible. And I know you're like, well, I'm poor. I don't give a shit about them. But what I'm trying to encourage you to think about is how do you just find something you enjoy right now that does generate money and have your hobbies and have your friends, have your cake and more tacos and the whole enchilada? What advice do I have people who hate their job? Personally, if you hate your job, Start planting the seeds to create a side income today or cut your expenses so you don't ever have to work again. I think my biggest takeaway from all these different sources is there's no right way to live your life. What I do want you to be thinking about is that if you have a day job and your day job sucks, like you don't want to be behind a computer, think about what can I do now to start living that difference? Personally, I like being behind the camera. I like doing this on on the computer all day. I like having the hunchback. I like it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. So either A, make a lot of money and cut your expenses so you can go do what you like, or Find work now that you really enjoy, like Nick with museums or H with doing video. Only you can take the power back to take action to start making the changes today. Maybe it's making more income. Maybe it's starting some side hustles. Maybe it is cutting your oat milk lattes. But the point is, you can do it right now. I believe in you. There's a shirt down here that says permission granted. So if you want to start side income, if you do want to retire early and live in an airstream, you can do it this instant. Permission granted. I think what sucks is that if you hate your job, like a lot of the lawyers that work for us, and you don't want to really be doing that anymore. Why is this stuff so appealing to people? I think the reality is is that most people hate their jobs and it's really hard for them to actually start taking some of these steps to be able to live the life they want. Now, I think it should be accessible to everyone, whether you're in Europe, whether in America, or whether in the North Pole. What I don't know is I don't know the best way for you to be living your life. What I do know is that for myself, work has actually given me a lot of purpose and satisfaction. also makes me feel good helping other people. 
Two, if you hate your job, do something about it. I hated my job at Intel. So in the mornings, on the weekends, at night, I was building conferences. I was starting web businesses. I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. And three, what I have realized is that it does take sacrifice to get the things you want. So a line that I was thinking to myself is like, what am I sacrificing today for a better tomorrow? What work are you putting in today? Maybe it's on your health. Maybe it's on cutting expenses. Maybe it's on generating new income so that in a year, in 10 years, in 20 years, you're going to be thanking your present day self. Why does everyone want to retire? It's got the word tired in it. Like, why does everyone want to be tired? It's like re- tired. It's like you're untired. Like I admire the people that are still old doing cool things. Like what I think about when people retire is like, oh, I'm going to go die. Like instead of retire, it should be reawaken or your encore career, which I think is really exciting. Now, the reality is, is that dream career that people have been imagining or talking about, why don't you actually create it now? Now, I think there's two components of retirement. There's A, the income, and then B, your lifestyle. So if you want to actually have a lifestyle, like you want nice cars, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want nice houses, whatever that is, then you have to say, well, if I want this lifestyle, what kind of income? I think what what fire and all this stuff is really appealing is like, hey, I'm okay with a little bit less lifestyle, so I'll have to make less income, and now I get to actually live that life. But if you actually are like, yo, I want to live lavish, guess what? I have to make a lot of money. So what you want to avoid is like, hey, I have to work a shitty-ass job to have a lifestyle that I may not even like. Now, what's really important is like, let me actually figure out what lifestyle really matters to me, and then how much income do I need to be generating to live that life? Like, if you're living in, in an RV somewhere in the middle of the desert and your life sucks, but you're like, oh, I don't have to work for anyone. You really have to decide, is that actually better than working behind the computer or maybe just changing careers and figuring out what life matters to you? I love you. I'll see you out there. That's it. I don't know. Hopefully you fucking got... Try out this TikTok thing, tiktok.com slash at Noah Kagan. Check it out. I don't know if anyone's even doing this anymore, but I'm going to be playing around with it for this year. Finally, a couple of shout outs to the amazing team. Special thank you to Jason at podcasttech.com for making these episodes sound so amazing. Thank you to Mitchell, Jeremy, George, Hubert, Cam, Sasa, Nikki, and Jen. Damn, that's a lot of amazing people from the Dork Team for all the magic y'all do. And finally, shout out to the AppSumo Originals team. David, who helps facilitate it. Garrett, Enrique, all the support people. What an amazing group of characters. I am very blessed to be able to spend my life with you and build amazing products to help the sumolings and entrepreneurs out there of the world. Have a fire day. What's your favorite type of wood? I don't even know one wood, like oak. Do you guys know any? All right, good night.